0: Hi, I'm Bec Rayner and this is the Military Life Podcast. A podcast that celebrates, empowers, supports and embraces the women behind the military men by building connections, acknowledging our strength, focusing on self-care and our mental health. Let's do this together. This episode of Military Life is proudly brought to you by Defence Bank. Serving those who protect us, Defence Bank have the largest on-base branch network with 37 locations around Australia. They have Army, Air Force and Navy covered. To find your closest branch, visit defencebank.com.au. Welcome Jess to the Military Life podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for coming on. You and your husband have been together for four years. Can you tell me how you met?
1: So we actually met online. I'm from Newcastle in New South Wales and Steve was posted here a few years before we met actually. And yeah, we met online, short space of time. We met, we got married and now we have two kids and we've just been posted down to Richmond. So we've just started that adventure.
0: So um, the five-year plan, what you might have predicted five years ago may be totally <laughs> different to what has Eventuated
1: definitely. I think that's it. so. We met in 2016, and then like we decided quickly if we were going to get married and all that. But we got engaged, bought a house, got a puppy, and got married all in 2017. And of November of that year, I was pregnant with our first. So we did a lot in one year. Definitely been a roller coaster. And then we had bub number two arrive November last year. So yeah, there hasn't really been any quiet periods of time for us for
0: a little while. You guys don't muck around. (laughs) No, not at all. So when you guys met, obviously your husband was already in defense. Did that factor into it at all when you were getting into a relationship? Did you talk about what that means for a relationship? I think I was just
1: too far gone and he always tried to bring me back down to earth and, you know, explain what a military life would look like. But we just met and we clicked and I think I was probably a little bit naive to it all, not quite understanding what I was getting into. But yeah, obviously wouldn't change it. But yeah, I think a little bit naive to the realities of what it would be to be a military family and you know, moving around and being away and all that sort of thing. Because when we met, he was living in my hometown. So, you know, what I just met went through of meeting and dating and buying a house and all that, we did that. In my hometown just as I would have hoped to before I met him as much as he tried to say well, so my posting will be coming up and preparing me until it was actually official like August last year that it come through and said yeah we're going to Richmond that was the first time that really started to hit home and I think until I really even got down there and was moving in that's when it started. Oh, okay. Yep. This is real. It's actually happening. But before that, it just seemed like this faraway idea of, oh yeah, one day we'll move. But the reality of it, yeah, I just think I was a little bit naive and not attached to the fact that it was going to happen. As much as you try to prepare yourself and say, you know, the things that you tell yourself, yeah, until it happens, until you're in that moment, you've moved and it's a reality. I don't think anything can really prepare you for it. And so, yeah, when it did, it was a very big shock to the system. And it still is like, it's, yeah, it's still a process. Definitely.
0: So you guys got together, got engaged, got married, had some kids and yep. hadn't even hadn't even had your first posting together. So there's and no backing out by then.
1: And because of the role that he had in Newcastle, he didn't have trips he wasn't going away so it was very much a Monday to Friday daytime kind of roster so we were very removed from the realities of what most defense families face for those first three years we were very much just I suppose like kind of a normal what a lot of people would consider that normal every day you know Monday to Friday yeah so that's it we didn't really have any of those realities and that's it he hasn't been deployed yet in the time that we've been together so that's still on the horizon that'll be
0: my next thing sort of thing to deal with he pretty much like had that window (laughs) to find a wife have some kids (laughs) while his life was air quotes normal
1: (laughs) yeah it's like lock her in while you know while there's not all these factors that she has to consider yeah he was great like that's it he obviously you know always says to me this is what's going to happen and and he tried at the beginning but that's it I think when you meet person that you're going to marry you kind of you're in your love bubble and you you know you're not really going to go oh well yeah but I don't want to move or I don't want to do This you know a person doesn't have to be in the military for that to happen you know you can meet anybody and their their job moves them to wherever yeah so that's it I think by the time we were to that point where we're talking about the future we we just knew we were going to be together and his job was something that we just had to deal with and that was our reality not that it's easy and I know that you know even though to a lot of people looking in that's it we have had it quite easy and like I appreciate that but it's still difficult it's still a different way to live your life
0: obviously you're now at the location of your first posting what was that transition like going from a you know air quotes normal type situation in Newcastle with friends family in the location that you're at to moving to another location doing the first posting but then also experiencing being in a new place for the first time and coming to terms with that defence community and accessing the supports and all of all that comes with it. So
1: Steve's family is actually based down in Richmond so because Steve's father was also in the Air Force so that's where they settled when he retired so we're very lucky in that we do have family close by and I had visited the area because we were going down to see them all the time I'd visited the area so I was familiar with where I was going to be living and what it was going to be like obviously not foreseeing COVID and all that come with that but we were lucky in that that I had that sense of having my bearings a little bit um, not completely going into it blind and so as far as support when we arrived we went to It was a Defence Community Organisation Expo. So I felt good after that. I walked out, I had bundles of brochures on playgroups and all the different bits and pieces that we could get involved with. But then obviously COVID happened and nothing's happened really since. So that was a big curveball that obviously everybody's dealing with and could never have foreseen. But yeah, those services were there. It's just I haven't got to utilise them because of, you know, obviously those sorts of things haven't been running. So I've noticed a few things on Facebook and that coming through to say, that those sorts of groups and that sort of thing are trying to find ways of connecting now that some of the restrictions are a little bit more lax here. But yeah, that's it. I've yet to really make any of those sorts of connections. I think staying online, I'm always on social media. So going through and joining groups and things like that, that other spouses and that sort of thing. So I've taken those steps, but because of the isolation with COVID, there just hasn't been that opportunity to really be part of the defence community as such.
0: Do you feel like because... You have had family in both locations that you've been not as willing to, I guess, ask questions or, you know, vent or let people know that you're having a tough time or, you know, what you're experiencing isn't the norm to a civilian couple sort of thing kind of in this limbo spot
1: too because that's it we're not the same as a civilian couple but I don't feel like I have the right to whinge as much as you know people that are waving goodbye to their partners on a regular basis so I feel like we're in that middle spot where you know you don't quite identify yet with the going away and the trips and all that but on the other hand that like civilian couples and friends and family don't quite get what it's like as well so that's it I feel like we're in that little bit of a a limbo in the middle at the moment we're kind of you know we're not fitting either of the
0: boxes and because you've moved to that new location and all of those things are available for you to become part of that defense community but because of COVID you're not able to access them it's like you are stuck and you don't really fit in either one yet
1: yeah and that's it it's just been such a weird time for everybody and because I have respiratory issues we've gone a kind of a little bit above and beyond the restrictions and being home and two under two and all that sort of thing so you know trying to find ways to keep sane during that time and keep entertained and and that's it that has made it difficult because of all the things that I told myself you know the way you mentally prepare yourself for something like a move of okay well these are the strategies I'll have I'll be able to duck home to Newcastle all the time to see my parents they'll be able to come to me I'll have Steve's family all nice and close I had a list of all the places that we were going to go and explore all of those things all those things that I told myself to to get me there Well, yep, no, not happening now. So that's been a difficult thing. And I think that's it. We're all like, oh, it could be worse. We're always looking on the bright side and things like that. But really getting to that point where you're going, well, no, this sucks for me. And looking for support and things like that. And I think, you know, lots of people like I've reached out for counselling just recently because I think that things that you would never have done before, this year's kind of turned that all on its head. It's such a weird limbo kind of time at the moment.
0: So what does your husband do within defence and will it take him away? a lot is it a monday to friday night to five does he do shifts what does he sort of do with his job
1: so he is now on a roster it's a little bit different from the norm because of covid they have altered things to limit contact so yeah he is on a roster where he's doing days and nights and weekends and things but I, we do have it quite in advance so we kind of know what's going on he's just wrapping up his training um he's an avionics technician so there was a bit of training involved when we first arrived for him to be ready to take on that new role and then yeah it'll be, frequent trips and things like that. We kind of don't really know yet, but we just know that there will be trips, short ones, long ones, whatever is required.
0: How did you envision life and career working alongside Defence Life? What was your field of work and how did that all work when you met your husband?
1: What I do is I'm a business trainer and assessor. So before kids, I worked in private colleges. So delivering TAFE, basically qualifications. So diploma of business, things like that. But I do consulting as well. So even before the move and all that I kind of made myself that I could work from home so I can do a lot online and I really transitioned to that just because I wanted to be home with the kids either way so yeah when we moved that could kind of be picked up and taken with me anywhere so that is like a really great thing about what I do is that you can do it from anywhere I suppose the only kind of restrictions are in that being that I don't have my mum and things like that to help with the kids I can only take on so much because I'm a little bit more restricted in how much I can work but yeah I can still to an extent I can still carry on as I had planned wherever I would be so if I was in Newcastle I'd probably be doing just as much as what I'm doing now that we've moved.
0: Hey, Military Wife Life community. I wanted to take this opportunity to tell you a little bit about the Defense Bank Foundation and the great work they're doing in the defense community. The foundation raises funds to support serving and ex-serving ADF members living with injuries or illnesses, such as post-traumatic stress disorder. In 2019, the sole beneficiary of the foundation was the Defense Community Dogs Program, a specialized dog training program, which rescues abandoned dogs and trains them through correctional services. 40 service dogs have been trained and given to veterans since the Defence Bank Foundation was established. The program gives dogs, inmates and veterans a second chance at life. And so did you talk about kids and how they would fit into postings?
1: Not particularly.
0: The second
1: second one we did. So with my daughter, we kind of jumped in a little earlier than we had originally planned because there was a few complications health-wise and we thought that it might be more of a process than it was, which it turned out not to be. So yeah, like she was planned obviously, but we accelerated it just because we didn't know what that process was going to entail. With my son, yes, we were those crazy people that planned two under two, but uh, it's worked out well in the end. But yeah, so we planned it. I was hoping that I would have him before leaving Newcastle. Parcel, which did work out that way I had him in November you yeah, know then we moved in January but then in hindsight moving to a new place with a six-week-old and my daughter would have been about 17 18 months it might not have been the brightest decision we've ever made
0: oh well you don't do things in half so
1: and that's it now it's just time to sit back and probably enjoy it a little bit
0: and did you and your husband have a, a general posting plan like have you talked about where you might like to go in the future or, or the options that might be available for his job or are you just open to whatever comes up
1: we do have a a bit of our dream wish list of where we would go and where we wouldn't go and probably more of where we wouldn't like to go just being too far away from family but yeah as you know it's just as it sort of comes but yeah definitely if we could stay close to family or picking those locations that are a little bit more desirable with the children that would be ideal but yeah we do kind of have that hope of one day getting back to Newcastle
0: and you mentioned that your husband there's likely a chance that he will do a deployment sometime soon if he does get deployed will you stay in the location that you're at or will you post back to where your family are what have you sort of thought about in in that regard
1: I think we do a bit of both so I think that's it because I have Steve's family down there as well and the routines and that but I'm definitely a lot of time with my family as well and yeah staying between I think that would be the big thing is especially for the first time because it's going to be that big shock to the system um yeah having that support of people around as much as we possibly can especially with the kids so little you know I think as they get older I hope as they get older it might become a little bit easier but yeah definitely for that first time my strategy will be to have somebody on hand 24-7 as much as I possibly can.
0: And do you feel like with COVID aside once you know the play groups and the community house and all of the yep. defense sort of supports do start happening again that there might be like a little bit of pressure to get out there and meet people before before it does come time for your husband to be deployed or go away? I would like to, Like
1: that's it. I think I was very, back in January when we did all that, it was, it was good. I felt really positive about that. And I think that would be really good. Either. Hopefully we get to that situation where that can happen before he goes away, just to have that bit of a base of people that get it around you. And yeah, and just that, you know, the places to take, the like to get out of the house basically. And, you know, that social aspect, because I think that's what all parents are feeling at the moment. the kids aren't socialising and getting out so and then for me to go and meet other people that are in the same position so i feel like talking to people that have done it before and, and that sort of thing is you can't beat hearing of other people's experiences and what they learned and taking that on board hopefully be able to connect with people like that before we're actually living that out
0: when it does come time for you to access any of those sorts of supports or services that are available are you a fairly outgoing person will you be happy to go along to things like that or what are you feeling about going to those sorts of things and how do you sort of, I guess, push yourself to get out there and meet the new people and and make those connections? Generally myself,
1: I am quite like outgoing and things like that. So even in the new location, I've been able to connect with like business networking and things like that. So for myself to go out and do those sorts of things, yeah, myself to go out with the two kids and do those things, that probably makes me a little bit more nervous and a little bit more anxious because it's that fear of not knowing what it's going to be like when I get there is it going to suit me and the kids and that sort of thing so that was why it was great to go to the expo because one of the women I spoke to that was running one of the playgroups I said well I'll be coming with the two babies and she just completely calmed any kind of reservations I had and said you know no there was educators there and there was this and there was that and that would help and so she really had me like yep I will go I will do it so I kept the flyer for that one so that'll probably be our first stop on the list if you can have that bit of a idea of what it's going to be like and how it's going to suit your needs that's amazing seeing those people face to face that are going to be at those places and running those events, I think was really, really important because it took away a lot of that nervous feeling you have about putting yourself out there and trying something new and and meeting new people.
0: So when you obviously first became a spouse and a defence family with your husband, you mentioned that it was kind of, you know, Monday to Friday, Mm -hmm. sort of a little bit of a false sense of security (laughs) that it was kind of like a normal civvy life, but he was working for defence. So at that stage, was there any need for you to get any information or seek out any information like what information did you have Were you only relying on what your husband was telling you about what was available and how did you sort of find yeah. whatever you needed
1: it was definitely just stepping stones along the way and he would come home from work and it was a lot of oh so and so said this or so and so said that at the beginning there was really no need for me to seek other support so that's it we were both you know we've come together with our single lives I was all set up I was working I was doing this all the other and I suppose as I became a dependent and we bought the house and things like that like as our lives become more intertwined he would bring me home oh you we can do this we can do that now but yeah he was really the filter of the information and I find that a lot with you know any kind of information that's related it, it usually comes from him yeah and a lot of it's through conversations he's had at work and things like that and he's found things out and he'll come and I'm, oh okay I'll look into that and I think a little bit more now that you know I've joined some a few of the spouse networks and things you know Facebook groups and Things like that that you read things oh okay maybe that applies for us and you do a little bit more digging but sometimes that forgetful husband factor does come into play and even when we were posting he came home one night and said I went to an information session today it was all about transitioning and what's available on the other end and even you know details of the move like you know I'd never moved in the way that it's done with toll and things like that and um, he's like oh yeah there were other partners and wives and spouses there and I was like oh it's like yeah it was really good well, I could have gone and that's it. So relying on him to filter the information through. So sometimes that's a bit of a pain because that's it. You don't quite know about these things until it's too late.
0: I suppose that he's also going through it in a different way as well, because now that he has a wife and kids, yes. there are different things for him available yeah. that he probably would have just discounted. That's it. Like he has
1: gone from, you know, just having to look after himself. And back at the beginning, he was living on base and all the, everything that he accessed as himself is, completely different as well. And um, you're know, adding us as dependents and going through that process and all the different bits and pieces of what we're entitled to. So that's it. It has been a huge learning curve for him of what's available. And I think he's done a lot of reading and a lot of chatting with people to know these things. And even still, you know, he's the same. He'll mention things to colleagues and they'll go, oh, I didn't know that we could get that. And they'd sort it out for their family. So I think that chit chat at work often helps a bit because there is so much information that I think sometimes they just don't get all of it there's also the stresses of his own job and everything that he had to make sure that he had in order for posting as well so that's it there was a lot of different things he had to juggle all at once it's been a big thing for him too and i think that has been a bit of part of the transition for me in becoming a defense family is I was so independent I had myself all set up and it's such a learning curve for me to take our family into that kind of life it is a different world you know everything's an acronym and everything's a little bit different and I've said quite openly i feel like it's been a process for me to actually accept that we are a military family especially because we are having this such a slow burn into you know the fact where we will have deployments and things like that sometimes it doesn't even feel like we are other times it does for me just letting go and saying we are and we're entitled to this and we're entitled to that and even wanting to be part of the community as well and saying well yeah you know that would be good for us to find other people with those common links it's a process as much for me
0: i guess in your mind you haven't been through the typical things that you hear about that yeah families have been through like you know the saying goodbye and the deployments and you know all of that sort of stuff but some people do go their whole careers without doing deployments like they might be in a job where they don't do deployments and coming around to the fact that you are a defense family but maybe you don't have the same hard days that other people have but those hard days are still hard for you despite the fact that you're all going through different things and it doesn't mean that your feelings are any less valid than other people that are going through the typical defense things
1: yeah and I think that has been a process of that because you feel guilt about you know you don't want to whinge and say oh we had to move two hours away from from my family because yeah that personally has been really hard for me but that's it when you look at other people's stories and you know they're moving across the country they're moving abroad and things like that you're like well you know what have I really got to whinge about but I think stepping back and saying no it might not be as bad as some but you are still having a time that isn't as easy as it could be and acknowledging that and and, you know, seeking extra support and things like that is really important. And just yeah, we're always in that. I think we kind of get in that mentality of being oh, we're, we're positive and we're grateful. We're not whinging, but sometimes I think you do just need to sit back and go yeah, no, this isn't easy. We're having a hard time, and we need to have our whinge, and then we need to find our way to move forward.
0: And what have been some of the things that you've done to I guess help yourself, obviously with the transition away from family and and to the first posting location without
1: COVID sort of thing like your know, online shopping whenever. I an online shop, online shop, getting out of the house, I think is really important either with the kids or on my own, like getting out and getting some good walks in. I feel, you know, it's such an important part of my day and like spending time on my business as well. So like I said, I'm restricted in what I can do. So anytime away where I can sit at the desk and do that and yeah, you know, all the, all the girly things that we all like to do, face mask and a bath, bit of a, you know, nail poly session, all that sort of stuff. Anything that, you know, makes me feel like I'm not just, you know, in my pajamas all day and running after kids and fetching snacks. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Cool.
1: And yeah, like I mentioned before, seeking out help in terms of counselling if it is getting a little bit too much and just acknowledging that, you know, there's all sorts of different reasons why you would do that. And I think I had a picture of the sort of person that would seek out support like that. But then, yeah, just really going, nope, there's no sort of person, there's no sort of
0: situation.
1: Feel like you want to, you should. And I did. And that's been a very positive experience as well. So all those things and just, yeah, looking after myself
0: And did you access that counselling support via Open Arms?
1: Nope, I did not. So no, I just found someone that kind of spoke to me. I did it privately. Hubby had mentioned that there was support out there, but to be honest, I didn't actually know what it was. I hadn't heard of Open Arms. So yeah, I never really even looked into it or considered it. And I suppose that comes back to what I was saying before about I'm still in that mindset of not quite being A defense family and thinking, oh, there'll be people for that. I just, you know, privately go off and find someone and book it in, sort of thing.
0: And what have you learned along the way after being, I guess, thrown into spouse life and, you know, very quickly getting engaged, married, and going from five years ago, defense wasn't even part of your world. So what have you learned along the way? And I guess for anyone that maybe is just starting on the journey of being a spouse,
1: just take it as it comes. And that's it, really taking it day by day really getting to know the area that you're going to like we had that advantage of having family there but even if it's just online it's usually mid-year that we kind of know you know where what's going to happen with postings wise sort of thing and that's it spend that time in between you know making that like I had that list of the places that I wanted to say and go to and I'm a big user of social media just because it's tied to my business but I started adding local businesses and identities and things like that so just to really get a feel of where I was going to and I think that was really good because you're just not going into it completely blind of what the place is like and what's out there and what you can do. I would definitely, the open days and expos and things like that, make use of them, but actually go and talk to the people that are behind each of the booths because they're all there for a reason and they have different services to offer. Getting the information direct from the people and having that bit of a chat with them to ease any kind of anxiety of showing up at places and things like that, I think is really valuable as well.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Jess, and sharing your story into being thrust into (laughs) defence spouse life and all that comes with, I guess, going on your first posting and experiencing all of that and coming around to the fact that you are a defense family and you know whatever you're going through you know whether it's your partner away or at a desk job or whatever they do within defense that those supports and that community are there just as much for you as anyone else
1: thank you very much for having me